Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Domeheads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Hi, everyone. This is Mackenzie Lentz. I play Nori on Under the Dome, and you're reading the Chester's Mill Gazette. Well, welcome back to another volume of the Chester's Mill Gazette. Thanks for reading this particular issue. Uh, I'm advice and therapy columnist Doug Payton. And I'm neurology consultant Karen Lindsay. We are hot off the presses with this issue for Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2, entitled Move On and But I'm Not. I was. I don't know about you, but my fingertips are getting black from the ink again. (laughs) You know, it's all this new, we're having to get used to all the uh, routines again here. No. You know, and and, yeah, we come home with ink ink on our hands. It's like, I'm sorry, honey, it's just, you know, it's the work. Yeah, my husband gets mad at me. And our cats are white and black, so. Oh, we can't pick them up then, yeah. No, I can't. Well, the black one you can. (laughs) He'll never know. Exactly. You know, I was thinking about the two titles here, and without trying to get too much ahead of ourselves, move on, and then, but I'm not. Is, but I'm not kind of the, you know, kind of the answer to somebody saying, move on, and the the Chester's Mill crowd are saying, but I'm not moving on. Well, I think there's double meanings there. Um, They're both lines from each episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Move on was in the tribute toast whatever um that was read at the at the dedication and but i'm not was said by melanie to her dad at the lake when she killed him Uh. um however move on and but i'm not also i took it to mean move on and then but i'm not moving on yeah Um, yeah because the the titles as i look down the road at the titles, seem to kind of go along with what's happening on the plot line, at least from the sketchy amount that I can get from them. Mm. So I think they do take something from the episode that might mean something as well. So, Well, we'll get into that a little bit later for now. On the masthead of the Chester's Mill Gazette, we are published by goldenspiralmedia.com. And you can come to our website with all the back issues at goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. And on the Golden Spiral Media Facebook page, just search for Golden Spiral Media. I've said that enough. And now, now, uh, we have set up, Karen has gotten all the stuff together and has put together a brand new Chester's Mill Gazette Facebook page. That's right. It's facebook.com slash groups. They all start out like that. Facebook.com slash groups slash Chester's Mill Gazette. That's right. Now, because I I sensed a disturbance in the dome. We needed I something. Managed, we needed our, our home on the web there, huh? That's right. I managed to get a page up quickly, so hopefully we'll have that two-way communication on Facebook now. It's there. You can make your uh, predictions there. You can discuss the episodes there. You can give us your Barbies of the Week there. That's uh, right. We've had a couple already, and we'll get to those a little later. A uh, lot, actually. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's been good. Some on Twitter. Some yeah. on the Facebook page, it's great. Uh, the other thing is, if you don't want to try to remember that huge URL, just search for Chester's Mill Gazette uh, in Facebook and you'll find us. 
That's right. And if you want to subscribe to this or any other Golden Spiral Media podcast, just go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. Real simple. All of a sudden, if you got iTunes, it'll load it up and go to a snazzy uh, new page uh, just for Golden Spiral Media podcast. It's nifty. You can buy the book or you can buy previous season's DVDs if you need to catch up. Uh, at Amazon from our uh, from our website, goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. And a portion of that purchase price, if you go through there, will go to support this podcast. Ooh, pretty snazzy. You won't yeah. pay any more. You won't pay any more. But we just get a kick uh, uh, commission. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's It goes to our published prices. There we, you are. Got, we need oil for the presses. That's right. Keep them greased. It's It's a little squeaky today. <laughs> The writer. We had two sets of writer-director combinations here for the first and second episode. Uh, Adam Stein wrote the first one, uh, Move On, and uh, Peter Leto directed it. And then for But I'm Not, Tim Schlattman. I'm hoping I pronounced that. Schlattman. Schlattman. He's got a lot of letters in that name. That's and, right. And it was directed by Peter Weller. So there yep. you are. Uh, Robocop fame, Peter Weller. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I think we've mentioned that before in yep. previous, but... Uh, yeah, okay. Very He has very directed good. several episodes of the show. So. All righty. Well, let's get some headlines going here. What about the ratings? Hang on. Let me see here. Yank that out. All right. There we are. Okay. What do we got here for the ratings? Well, I did. I found an article on Variety that I thought was interesting. Um, there's a link that we'll put in our show notes. Um, it It talks about how... We've gotten a glut of summer dramas over the last few years, mm -hmm. and it's probably mostly because of shows like Under the Dome that have inserted themselves into the summer season and have made a big splash. And uh, in doing so, they've created a problem for themselves in that they've also <laughs> kind of uh, watered down their ratings pool. So, ah. uh, yeah, uh, when we talk about the ratings, uh, they are, um, what are they, they're 30-some percent down this year over last year, but it's because they're against all these other shows that are similar that they compete with. So, uh, you know, they're against Wayward Pines, Mistresses, Aquarius, The Vampire Diaries. I mean... They're all dramas, um, hour-long dramas, and they draw from similar audiences. So, whereas two years ago, when Under the Dome premiered, there was nothing on opposite it that was really a huge competition. And now it's everything um, is the same. You know, Mistresses, Wayward Pines, Aquarius, they're all dramas. So, um, you have to kind of keep that in mind. Uh, however... I mean, I'm qualifying that, but um, we still won handily mm -hmm. in, in overall numbers. So um, we won with 6.25 million viewers, um, which is quite a lot for the summer. But again, in that key demo, we just barely eked it out with a 1.3. So, uh, you know, Wayward Pines is grabbing the, the money demo for the most part with a 1.2, but it's only getting 3.45 million viewers. And it's just the rating system is so insanely weird. I will. I will say that uh, you know I do the uh, 
the GSM podcast for Person of Interest, which is also on CBS, and the same thing happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, we often come in third or fourth, you know, behind um, uh, this. Uh, uh, it's the Voice, you know, and the, and, and those right. kinds of things, and uh, and CSI, CSI, you know, the CSI. big lead in, and you know, but we're still like as far as the number of uh, millions of viewers, number of viewers, like I said, third or fourth in the demo. We we usually win our time slot, but we're like five, six, or seventh, you know, right? So up for the night. So it's like you know, uh, yeah, I understand that they, those so people strange. have got the money, the disposable income, and they're spending the most. But uh, so you got to really look at it. Well, that except way. You're, they're not anymore. And I've heard that. Now explain that to me. Like they, they thought, well, you know, maybe this isn't really the demo that's uh, that's spending all the money. No, um, they found that. The wealth is spread around a little more widely than it used to be. It's not, it's not all younger people anymore. Um, as the one percenters would know, they're mostly older. And, um, the, the rating system just hasn't caught up to the real world. And I just, I think that we really need an overhaul. I'm not the only one, obviously, that thinks that. Um, just the world is moving much faster than than things in media have taken it and uh i mean it, we're going by leaps and bounds uh everything is you know on demand and and uh you know plus 7 plus 3 and trying uh, to you know uh, adjust the numbers to uh to accommodate that yeah Right, instead of just overhauling it. And I think the problem is that, you know, Nielsen obviously doesn't want to overhaul it because that's, that's their how they bread and butter. Money, right? yeah. So, um, but, you know, just an overall thing. We'll, we'll have some of the notes in there, but we won twice over with 6.25 million viewers. Um, everything else was in the three range, except for the Vampire Diaries, which was a repeat. Um, but we got a 1.3 in the money demo, which I will say because that's what it supposedly <laughs> is. Um, and that's the main point is that we won the night uh, both ways, but by a smaller margin. All righty. The so there's Dem- there's good uh, – that, that's good news in general. I, the question is going to be now, right from the very beginning, I guess, is there going to be a fourth season? Um if we keep these numbers up, uh, potentially, we'll see. Aquarius, yeah. I believe that's a, a short season um, summer series too, correct? It is, yes. Um, um, Mistresses, same way. And even Wayward Pines, I think these are all short seasons, right? Yeah, I think Wayward Pines has the most potential to come back and, and do some, and hit it big. Um, Mistresses is already on its second season. Uh, I'm not quite sure about that. Um, so I think it's major competition is going to be Wayward Pines, and yeah. we'll see how that goes. You yeah, look at the numbers here. We had uh, we had the key demo. If you add mistresses and Aquariuses together, they make up. They come up to ours, you know. So, right. You know, and then the and even in the uh, the total number of viewers, you add them together, you get a little bit more than ours, but not much. So. Right. I think we're uh, we're in the driver's seat for now. We'll see what happens because you know we've got a first season. I'm sorry, the first episode of the new season. And well, and we have we still have to have that reactionary um, second episode. Yeah, you get the you get the big you get the big uh, anticipation. Oh my goodness! And I I hope they have really grabbed the viewers. They grabbed me, and I'll well, I'll tell you that with we'll, my uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Well, let's go. In fact, you know what? Let's get right to the episode discussion. The front page. 
And the headline, Chester's Mill emerges as egg is eradicated. Oh. <laughs> well, we eradicated a, a few things from the first two seasons right off the bat, didn't we? We sure did. Okay, I gave this, and I, I want to explain, because you and I gave us, uh, I would say, eh, moderately significant differences here in terms sure. of the ratings. I gave it 9.5 goo pods, and yeah. the reason I gave it 9.5 was for a... Under the Dome podcast for another the Dome. I'm, I'm sorry for podcast for another the Dome episode. I thought this was. I like this one. I you know we moved okay. some of the plot along. We got some answers. We got. Uh, it took a little while. We got. I, I, I liked. And we'll get into a little bit about this later on. You know the kind of the the flash sideways, if you will, for those of you who watched Lost, um, yeah. the little dreamscape or whatever. This. I think th- we're going to be saying that word a lot. I think so. <laughs> <In> this- <laughs> podcast but but you know it was really well done and you you know kind of trying to figure out okay this is happening and melanie's in charge and why is it happening i mean there's a lot of good a lot of good um uh you know moving along uh the plot line right and you know good setup for you know what's going to come this season so for an under the dome episode i thought it was it was pretty good i think we do need some more of the character development we got that a little bit but but to you know to boom smack you right in the face and say we're starting off and this is it and you know have a great have a great start i think they did a good job with it what do you think okay well i give it an 8 which is it's not a slouch rating no. for me um eight territory markings <laughs> uh for uh <laughs> big jim and the dog or marking their territories <laughs> marking their territories both in their own episode. unique ways that's right um and i think the main reason mine is less than yours is because my brain got a little scrambled. Um, too much I coffee? F- well, no, no, <laughs> not too much coffee. I think sometimes um, I felt like they were reaching for something and their fingertips were just hitting it. And I was thinking, oh, there's so much potential there and I hope they grab it. Um, but I, I, I know where you're going. I, I think. There is a lot of potential for these storylines. A lot. Um, I see a lot more hope even than I did last season for um, some really strong writing. Uh, as long as they really go there and they're not afraid to go there, then um, I, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic. <laughs> um, but... I was very confused the first time I watched it. So I had to mark it down a little bit for the confusing factor because this isn't going to do much for casual viewers. Yeah, I can see what you mean. It may be a little much for them to all of a sudden hope. Oh, I've heard about this show. Let me take a look at it. And all of a sudden, boom, this is yeah, kind of a... Yeah, it's not going to pull in people. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot of shows. And, of course, you know, this has changed over the course of, I don't know, what, 10 years, 20 years um, Star Trek The Next Generation was extremely episodic. At the end of the episode, everything was back to where it was before you right. could watch them out of order. Reset. Generally yeah. speaking, didn't matter. And, right. you know, Lost, I, w- I would argue that Babylon 5 back in its day kind of set the standard, but it really didn't, it was off network. It wasn't really, uh, you know, a, 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 on many people's radar. So, you know, that, but it had a five-year story arc. It was to telling a specific story in, right. you know, episode chunks. Uh, Lost, I think, really put that sort of storytelling on the map. Now, everybody does that. Well, be- because of that, you can't just jump in the middle. You really do have to yeah. uh, go back. And so that, you know, that helps Netflix and DVD sales. We have you to know. go back. <laughs> oh, thank you. 
<laughs> so yeah, I can understand that this is not going to be easy for somebody to jump in on, but I think at this point we can't really expect that. No, I don't think so either. And again, I didn't give it a five or anything. I mean, I gave it an eight and yep. I, I really do see a lot of potential in this and I was itching to discuss it. Um, there, There's also a lot of little nits in in the plot, but most of it is just, you know, I wish that it had been a little more cohesive uh, in this two hours instead of just me going, what, wait, what, what? <laughs> Um, and, and it, it's nothing really that I can put my finger on, nothing quantitative, because now I've seen it enough times that I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I watched it the first time, I was like, okay, I gotta go back. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's talk about this. You know, they've, they've come through the, they've gone into the light, you know, and <laughs> it was interesting at the end of the last season, we thought that, um, Melanie was, you know, covered in water or wet of something, you know, she was obviously... Something, you know, it, this wasn't the dry look. Um, no. But we had, so, and the thought was like, and I think you mentioned it last season, water, you know, with rebirth and all that stuff was right. part of this. Maybe she was, what? well, maybe what she was covered in was that goop, you know. Maybe. It's, it's a whole, and, 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 and think about it, it brought them to a whole new life, didn't it? That's right. Ba-doom, boom. And so, so they, they go out through that light. Now, the question is when... Does the dream start? There, it, it's apparently they, they're outside the dome. They look inside. They look at the dome, and what happens? It's pink stars rising in lines. It's it's never falling. When I know they're get- never falling. <laughs> Although never- you know, one can say that you know, if you take the universe sort of um, look at things, that the universe is circular. That it's not ro- rising or falling. No, oh, okay. I'm not taking that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's rising. You're so right. they're outside. They're on the dome. They see, I guess it Just looks like a... devil's advocate. <laughs> yeah. They see an explosion inside the dome. Is that right? Kind of a... Yeah, all this is pink inside the dome. Yeah. Yeah. And then... And then I think that's when everybody's like... Um, um, oh my the goodness, cloud. the dome is down. Yeah, we're outside the dome. Now, are they really outside the dome? I think right at that point... Is it a shared hallucination? Because at some point they all share, they do all do share it, and poof, we're back in Yemen. Well, I'm guessing that is when they're all put into the stasis, or at least that's um, where they're put into a trance. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, Barbie and Julia and Big Jim and Junior would have seen, you know, would have noticed a you know big purple explosion. So who knows? Right, right. Sorry, pink. So they're put into a trance. That starts just before this explosion in their head. And the explosion is meant to be whatever it is that alters the dome for them. Mm-hmm. But no one who is real, the people in our time, mm-hmm. and I'm doing quotes, none of them see that. No. So right. that so that was part of the mass hallucination. They're already essentially... Right into the pods. As soon as they, I guess, they they walk through the light, poof, they're, they're in them. And now we are a year ahead. And, you know, so, but we don't know this, of course, at the very beginning of that. We see, you know, Barbie in Yemen and, and Hunters, his radio dude. Um, and because, du- yeah, you can just hire whoever you want. That's right. <laughs> I know this guy. He's, 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 he's cool. He's cool. I'll take him on. Yeah, everybody who I was in the dome with, I'm surrounded with still. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing I'm not going to separate from them. I'm, I'm seeing that. And I was thinking, well, this is a flashback. No, he wouldn't have known Hunter, you know, then. But he, right. what's going on? You know, so I'm, I'm sure that's what. Wouldn't you just want to get away from everybody? Oh, yeah. To remind you of all that. Yikes. Yeah. Right. No, but no, I'll take Hunter with me. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about me personally. But. Uh, okay. <laughs> But you know, we we get this interesting little story. We see um, we see Barbie getting hot with this Eva person, and we find out later. I guess they're married. Is that is that? The, well, they're together. They're at least. together. Yeah, I don't really know if they're married or not, but certainly they're together. Um, married together. Barbie has. She tells Barbie that he has saved her people. I'm. I was thinking. I was trying to think nationality, maybe. But as it turns out, it's 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 mostly a uh, a military you know uh, situation there. So it's right. you know her people who were. Who some she was in charge of, of, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's some nebulous thing. And again, that should have been another clue. Yeah. What yeah. kind of organization is it? Is it just some sort of, you know, men for hire organization or what is it? Yeah, or yeah. Barbie gets a call from Joe McAllister, you know, and it's that point where I'm thinking is this a dream? Now, I was thinking maybe it was just a dream Barbie was having and Barbie was going to wake up in the real world, you know, because all these memories are coming back from people who um, uh, who have been, in, who were in the dome with him. So, um, and then we, we kind of jump back to the cave a little bit. We back to Yemen and it's like, have he has he been having this dream for a year? Is this uh, a recurring dream? And we're seeing the latest, you know, uh, quote-unquote episode of it, you yeah. know, and this is... This is, uh, and then they start doing this thing where they're switching, you know, from, from one dream to another, and you get this little blurred effect, and as it turns out, it's kind of like the, the pod, you know, the, the opening of the pod. They, right. That's, that's kind of, I was, I was impressed with that after really, okay, now they're, they're telegraphing to us, hey, poke, 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 something's right. funny here. It looks like a shower door thing. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of look yes. like that? Like if you have a, an enclosed shower that has like those ripply glass inserts in it. Yes, it looks no, like I that. understand that. Yeah, that, that yeah. is true. Did you? When did you f- figure out that that's what's going on here? I was still confused at this point. But when it dissolved into that and it looked like the dome... At that point, I was like, "Okay, there's something weird happening." Yeah, yeah. So I thought it looked. I thought it was supposed to be like looking through the dome, right? And I said, "Well, there's something not kosher happening here," mm-hmm. but I still wasn't sure, you know, whether it was a dream or whether you know what what the layers were at this point. Yeah, yeah. And the first time Barbie actually comes back and sees Joe, hey, you're getting taller on me, Joe. Well, it's been mm-hmm. a year. Now, and, and- <laughs> I have to say. What did I say in our in our conference call with all the other Under the Dome podcasters? Tell us. I said they need to advance it a year because Joe looked too grown up last year, didn't I? Yep, yep. And what did they do? They'd, well, here's the thing, though. If I mean, they did for the first couple of episodes, but what are they going to do next episode? Well, no, they've been in there a year. They've been in the pods a year, haven't they, or no? I don't know. Did they just make them think it was that long? Mm. Yeah. Now, I mean, maybe I, the pods are advancing them because Melanie says something about we need to make you work or something. You know, later on in the episode, she says something about we need to get you ready or something. Maybe that's going to be something that makes Joe look older. 
Uh, it could be because I because what was going on um, in the real world with uh, you know uh, Barbie and Julia and Junior and Big Jim that didn't seem to be taking. I think no, that, that was did, taking place concurrently. That was I present think. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So that so I don't think I think but they have just been made to think it's been a year. At least they addressed it. Yes. Yes. That's true. That's true. So he looks different, and Barbie notices he looks different. Yeah. Well, I mean, but they're going to have to address it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I was like, okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> At least someone says it's been a year. And that's, you know, that's one of these things that is, is, is my little thing with uh, short seasons. You don't get enough, you, in terms of real time, the, uh, the actors, especially young actors, are going to change a lot between one season and the next. Definitely. And so, you know, you're going to have, especially young, even younger children... Uh, you're going to have a tough time, like uh, Extant, you know, I love that show. That little kid's going to have shot up, I'm sure. Of course, they, yeah. they, I guess they've turned him into, you know, he's into computers everywhere, so we'll see. If you don't watch Extant, don't worry. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so th- I think they're still going to have to figure, maybe because we've already seen him and gotten used to his new height, that and, yeah, and Barbie will have gotten used to it, then they won't yeah. notice anything. Well, nobody will say anything. Maybe, but at least they did address it. Yeah. And they said, oh, hey, you shot up. Well, it's been a year. Okay, good. Thank you. At least acknowledge it. Don't 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 make me think I'm an idiot, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, really. So, hey, you, I, I was glad I said something about it. Well, in the dream, of course, Melanie's dead, which makes sense because you know she couldn't be in it. She's busy. Um, I guess she's the uh, the dream master here, orchestrating. Yes. Whatever is happening. And Ben Puppet shows mastering. up. Ben shows up. I was like, oh, we, and yay, I know you ben. were going to love that. Yes, Ben. Yay. Is what I was saying. Really long hair. I, did he have? Was it that long before? He had long hair, but it wasn't that long. No. That that's one thing I really noticed. And was he kept it up pretty good. Yeah. At nice. least in in the dream there. I was so happy to see him. And yes. Then, and then Karen mad later. Hey, yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> Karen <to> that. smash. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. But you know, Ben is not. Ben seems to be the guy who's. A little, a little more uh, in tune with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that Ben and um, then Barbie are the two people that seem to catch on the fastest. Well, at least Barbie is the one who gives, you know, kind of gives a little credence to what Ben was uh, talking about, especially when right. Ben, you know, gets the uh, the video uh, evidence. And it's almost like a baton being passed. Like Ben gets it. Passes it to to Barbie and Barbie shoots and scores. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he he kind of implants it into Hunter a little bit. Yes, because Hunter does get a, a quick look at the um, at the video before it uh, right. just goes poof. So uh, yeah, the, it, it's not going to be an epidemic, I don't think. Mm. But there's going to be a seed planted. But this was good. You know, Ben's asthma is gone. Everyone's acting nice. Um, and I, I'm wondering why they would have done something like that uh, if they can really manipulate every aspect of this this dream, this vision, this uh, shared hallucination. Why would they take Ben's asthma away? Wouldn't that alert him to something? Unless he didn't, you know, he didn't seem to have any explanation as to why it's just poof, it's gone. Well, again, Melanie does say something about we need to. You know, make sure you're well or whatever. So maybe they had to heal him. True, but I would think they would give him at least a bit of a backstory as to how it happened. I know. Maybe they just 
didn't think that he would notice because no one else seems to be noticing anything. That's true. Yeah. And he, well, he, but he's, he's more intuitive. He's noticing that everyone's acting nice, which, right. you know, in Chester's Mill is saying something. Not, not <laughs> the case, usually, no. But then, you know, Big Jim's not there, so. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. Yeah, I never saw him in the. Uh... No. I mean, yeah, couldn't they put anybody in there? I guess maybe not. No, there's really no one in town right now that yeah. would be the descent. Well, then we see Sam at an AA meeting in prison. He's been there a year. There you are. Um, and he wants to make amends for what he's done. So I, I was thinking, what has he done? What is it that he is, yeah, you know, in for? He killed Angie. Well, didn't? No. He admitted to right, it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because that's what he wants to make up for with Joe. That's right. And Joe is not happy at all. No. He is not. And, uh, and I'm guessing he just turned himself in. That's yeah, did yeah. Or at least that's like, what the story got implanted. Yeah, like he's he's he wanted to he didn't want to uh he didn't want to you know uh, appeal his case, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, right. it sounds like he might have turned himself Eaten in. with guilt. Yes. Mhm. Yeah. Cuz that that seemed to be his story through the episode is that he wanted to assuage his guilt. Mhm. So uh, yeah. And then we we see this therapist that we see everywhere. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! She and she gets around very quickly. I noticed. You know, she's over here. She's over yes. there. She boom, 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 boom. Yes. So I'm thinking, what is going on here? With some very interesting looking jewelry. Oh, I hadn't noticed. What, what did she have? She wears a ring that looks very much like the rock surrounding the pods. That's right. That's right. We because we saw that they really closed up on it. Closed yep. up on it in the when she was talking to Joe. Yes. Yeah. So she's definitely she definitely has something to do with all that. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff in the cave. But, so there, there yeah. is some sort of puppet mastery stuff happening with but her. What are they trying to do? I mean, once we, you know, I'm, I'm saying this having already, you know, now viewed the episode in total, they're trying to get them, it seems like, to quote unquote move on, whatever that move on means to each person. Right. And uh, so with Joe. To just it's accept like, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, just yeah. put it behind you and don't worry about it and like go to Caltech for Joe or. Forgive yeah, yourself they, and get out of jail. They don't. I'm guessing they don't really want him to go to Caltech, do they? Although, yeah, I guess they do because they let Barbie out of town, quote unquote. Um, oh, he was in. Yemen. How are they? How are they going to generate Caltech in his mind? Oh, <laughs> well, like I said, yeah, uh, Barbie was in Yemen. Yeah. Um, Nori was at college. She was at her sorority. Yeah. Um, but but she left so, there to go to the memorial. Whatever this thing is. It knows about our world. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and again, this is this is another question. What this thing is? Is it? If we're talking aliens, because this really looked like alien technology. Yeah. Is it something that aliens are manipulating? Is is Melanie a, an agent for them? Is uh, the the therapist Christine? You know, the same sort of thing. Or are these humans who have come across this stuff and are manipulating the Chester's Mill folks? For their purposes. Ooh. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards ant farmy sort of hmm. thing. You know, someone looking at the people of Chester's Mill as an experiment. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. And then uh, so then we find out well this is at this point when we come back to Barbie, he's looking at the wall, the memorial, and reading names off of that. And uh 
again, Christine Price poop, shows up again. She's there. Hey poop. there. Hello. Yeah. Um, Eva's there at the same time. Um, and um, but that's where Ben comes up and says, "I got, I've got." Or he, I'm sorry, he didn't comes up, but he has a um, a text message that he is proof that this is all a lie. That right. was, you know, that how in the world do you prove that reality is a lie? That's a difficult one. And mm-hmm. then you know, then we cut over to Melody. He's like, "I wish you wouldn't do that." Yeah, which means she can see everything all at the same time. Yeah. So that's something too. Uh, and that must be, um, yeah, that's that's got to be uh, she uh, manipulating the whole thing. So I can't imagine all of that is in her head. Yeah, no. This, well, I get, maybe that's in Christine's head. I don't know because she's like you know, as we see later on, kind of like I don't know what the mother pod or that sort of thing. Yeah, there's something happening where everything can be seen all at once. Like there's some sort of neural net. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but he obviously has something and we find out what is it? It's pictures on his cell phone. Of all sorts of people who are kind of like patterned off the same face person, you know, that right. sort of thing. Right. And luckily, they happen to be patterned off the face of a guy that Barbie saw in Yemen. Yes, indeed. Now, all now, we were thinking, well, wait a minute, why would that have to be? Because there were other people that Barbie was a par- uh, Barbie's group was a part of, you know, this team going in. They weren't all copies of the same guy. No, but they do. I'm guessing if they have to recreate people in Chester's Mill, they would have to use some of those same people elsewhere. Control-C, copy, control-V, paste. Right, you know, exactly. A little uh, mustache. Thank you. Exactly. But poor Ben. <laughs> Mustache, chest hair. <laughs> poor Ben. He shows up at the at the memorial with the with the uh, proof. And uh asthma automa- automatically kicks in again. Mm-hmm. And uh and then we see Melanie actually doing the deed. And I'm thinking, "Oh no, Karen is not going to like this." <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't like it at all. I went, "No." That's what I did. I, I, I could hear that from here. Could you? Yes. Yes. Oh. And John Elvis, who was the actor, he tweeted right after that scene. He said, see you guys on my half pipe in the sky. Oh, and that's when I knew. Yeah, yeah. When you see a tweet like that, you know the character is gone. Yep. We might see him in flashbacks because we did get one flashback in the second episode. But mm-hmm. sad, very sad. Yep, it's a bummer. I'll miss him. At least he was a very big part of this episode. He yes, yes. Instead of just lines. one one little line of um, comic relief here and there, he had yeah, a really significant part in this. He propelled the first episode yes. of the season. So, yay. Yay, John. Thank you. Good job. Well, we get Joe and Nori back on the swing. I think that was the same swing that they first kissed on, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. When the mother of all bombs blew up. Yes, the Moab. The Moab. <laughs> I think so as well. And I think Angie had a scene on there too. Ah. And we have but this time they're, you know, not so not so happy about things here. I guess, you know, this is the moving on. What is it that the puppet masters are trying to get these two to do? Move on away from each other? Nori's trying to, you know, get away from Chester's Mill, being a part of a sorority, and that's you know, her her term is nice to be a part of something bigger than yourself, to belong somewhere. She just didn't seem to belong in Chester's Mill, and she's got a point there. She really was uh, not, 
I mean, she got used to the people there She because they were so thrown together and in the same sort of uh, crucible. For but, two weeks. Yeah, but now, nah. They, once, the, uh, once the pressure's off, then uh, eh, later. Wouldn't you want to leave, though? Again, I say. <laughs> yes, I yeah, I mean. So the, gone. The memories you have there are not all that good. You no. Know? Yeah. I'd be out, and I wouldn't care what Joe said. <laughs> as much as I like him, I'd be like, okay, that wasn't real. We're in a tense situation. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and she wants she wants Joe to move on. And maybe this is something to do with that. You know, she wants uh, Nori to move on, go to college, be a sorority sister, do all the stuff at college. She wants she wants Joe to go off to college. It's like we want uh, Barbie to get out. And you know, he was in Yemen. Maybe that's the point to have everybody's minds, you know, and and their quote unquote you know lives out. Away from Chester's Mill. We're done. Out. Go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again. Rem- remember the last episode's title was, from previous season, was Go Now. Maybe that's the whole mm-hmm. point. Just go. Right. And that's one of the things that makes me think that this might be some sort of an experiment. Hmm. Is that it's kind of flinging them to the winds. And it's almost like, you know, when you do that thing where you tie a bunch of notes to balloons and then you let them go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you wait to see if the notes come back to you. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that. And uh, yeah, okay, and and see see where they land, how far away they land. Right. Where exactly. is where is Sam supposed to go? I mean, he's supposed to get his. Well, uh, it's his journey of forgiveness. It, it, like it wants true, to know whether on. he can be forgiven. Forgive if himself. Joe goes away, and you know, it's just maybe some of them are internal journeys. Mm-hmm. Well, and he it's would... trying to fling Joe away to see how they're story goes you know yeah, what I, mean, I mean they had to come get them together at some point that's true right but joe i i'm not i'm sam would have was i think christine was trying to get him to uh go for that appeal right and try to get out of uh you know forgive yourself get out of jail and then but she's also not pushing joe towards him either you know she's she's a little neutral on that point i mm-hmm. mean she's pushing sam you know, and she's also saying, but he might not be ready for you. And then, you know, she's also, you know, saying to Joe, it's okay. So, um, you know, there's, it's like the dome wants them to meet, but it doesn't, you know, it kind of wants to wait and see if Joe and Sam are going to make up or not. Yeah. So it, I feel like it's, it's saying, you know, why haven't you applied to Caltech, Joe? Prod, prod. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's really asking, why haven't you? Yeah. It's not saying why don't you. It's saying why haven't you. It wants to know why he you should hasn't. have. Yeah, right. Now it's at this point, and we'll get to this in the uh, the B story. At this point, where uh, Junior stumbles onto the truth, winds up in a pot, and shows up in Chester's Mill. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's <gasps> been saying he's dead so far, and I want to say I was that was very impressed with the writing here because you're trying to get across the idea that. Junior wasn't. Junior, everybody thought Junior was dead. Barbie remembered Junior dying, and then Junior shows up in Chester's Mill. So, wait a minute. There's a whole backstory that has to be, you know, planted into their heads. And mm-hmm. I was impressed with how they, number one, didn't have to say, "And this is what's happening." We're planting, you know, Melanie. I guess we'll have to plant a backstory in their head. They didn't, you know, didn't have to, you know, expositoriate on that. They just. Kind of did that, and you see the looks on people's faces. It's a writing and an acting issue. Uh, oh, no, you were there, and, and we met you there. And, and it's like, 
just kind of all of a sudden it 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 forms in their heads. Some they have these new right. memories. That was and they did I was that impressed. by putting the doubt in Barbie's head slightly before then, so that he was already doubting the story, and then making it so Junior gets inserted and then he questions his girlfriend about it, so that it's and she it's knows that it. Slight little turn. Yes, she knows it. Junior knows it. I uh, knows it. <laughs> Junior knows, knows it. The story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that I, I that was a highlight definitely in in the writing here, and again with the acting too. You have to you have to do that. Um, you have to do that just so you know, so that you don't. It doesn't sound like wait a minute, what is he talking about? There's a little bit of wait a minute. Oh yeah, you know, I like right. that. That was good. I thought that was decent writing as well. Um, that there's a good way and a bad way to do that, and the bad way would be to hit you over the head with it. And the good way is a much more subtle way, and this was very subtle, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I thought they did a good job with this. Subtle, but not too much so. Right. Well, it's interesting that Christine, now, again, it seems like we're pushing people out of Chester's Mill, but she talks with Junior. He's not sorry his dad's dead, because, of course, he's not in one of the pods here. Mm-hmm. And Christine tries to get him to stay in town. Right. Which I thought interesting, because ultimately... Uh, Junior, you know, gets some gasoline and uh, soaks the place, the old homestead down and is about to burn it down. It sounds, you know, so he's trying to move on and away from Chester's Mill. He has to, or maybe she was trying to get him to stay in town so he would do that. I don't know. Maybe that, I, I, that was a Maybe a she was just thing. trying to get him to settle hmm. since he had just arrived, you know, just kind of settle so that she could get inside his head for a little bit i don't know hmm. it, it just seemed like you know hey you just showed up now i gotta get a bead on you oh yeah that could be that could be she's got to figure out what what it is that he needs to do right okay because maybe you know they she and melanie seem to be you know straddling that line um she's on the inside of the fantasy and melanie's on the outside of the fantasy so it's like um when when melanie take someone or send someone, um, then the other half has to balance it out. So Melanie knows what's going on on one side, and then Christine has to go, oh, oh, okay, I see what's happening. Let me adjust over here. I've got to adjust to it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the vibe I got from it. I don't know if that's what they were trying to do, but that's almost the vibe I got from it. And I'm again, I'm not sure. But uh, it's almost like she was very calmly trying to assess okay i see what's going on now i got to figure out what to do where to insert him how this dynamic's going to work because yes they made a backstory for him and it fit in but then you know it has it has ripples that just got him there right so now she's now got to figure she's out she's got to manage all these other little parts and this is where it's going to start to break down because barbie's already doubting it and the ripples are just going to start pushing the story out and she, I think that's her job, is to make sure that those, if if any sort of inconsistencies appear, that she's there to say, oh, don't worry about it, you know, this and this and this, you know. Well, maybe you're internalizing and, you know, whatever, her techno babble. And that maybe, yeah, that was a perfect job for, you know, a psychologist to get in there sure. and try to get into people's heads, you know, even if they're um, you know, really in a pod somewhere. Right, Exactly. So uh, I'm just thinking maybe she just have to, has to insert herself whenever something new happens 
you know, to say, oh, well, hi, how come you're doing this? How come you're doing that to kind of, you know, feel out what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe steer it a little bit. Keep him in town so she can figure out what's going on right. before right. she uh, figures out what it, he needs to move on. Yeah, Right, because she can't be out. Like, she can't go to Yemen because that would definitely... That would definitely break the fourth wall, yes. Right. So she has to stay in Chester's Mill, and if she wants to feel out Junior, then she has to keep him there. Okay. So, and again, <laughs> this is just me speculating. <laughs> Speculate away. Uh, okay. Okay, so then we have Barbie on the prowl. And he's taking, you know, he's trying to go with um, what he saw in Ben's uh, his, Ben's video. And yep. noticing the people there. And he's about to, he's about to pounce. But first, it brings us to... And now, the Barbie of the week. This week we have Stalker Barbie. He comes with binoculars, a gun, and 20 identical Ken dolls. Interchangeable disguises included. This has been the Barbie of the Week. It's been a long time since we had one of those, and I am so glad we did. I know. There were so many opportunities, and you will hear them at the end of this. When we so get into many potentials this week. <laughs> You've so got to follow. You've got to follow us on Twitter, and we'll get to. I'll tell you what the Twitter handles are later on. But um, there are, pe- and, and also um, the hashtag for us, because there are other people who are also uh, giving me potential Barbies of the week. But I will tweet out if I'm watching on watching live, and I usually do. Um, you know, here's a potential Barbie of the week and a commercial break based on what we've just seen. So you know, it's 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 yeah. a little uh, running gag here. Yeah, yeah I. I thought he was like a panther in this. <laughs> Who is this guy? Let me go look for this guy. That was real, but that was really creepy. I, I liked, I liked how they did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course, he gets yanked away because we've got to figure out, we got to do something to get him away from this, uh, you know, this, this, this stalking. Right. And we make Eva, you know, go into the hospital. Okay. Exactly. And she's got a baby, and they're going to be fine, but we got him, you know, busy. Let's, you know, let's move on. You know, Barbie, let's turn you over here. Right. And see, they they put a baby in the picture because that gives him two dependents. Yes, he's really, on. he's tied to her, you know, emotionally now, and the baby. Right. Yes, absolutely. Right. So they've inserted a new... Uh, a new part of his story in, and they did it so it's like, well, I didn't want to tell you. So it's not just like, oh, well, this part of my story was really there and I forgot about it. It was, she was keeping it from him because of all these things happening. Yeah, until after the memorial. Yeah. Right, right. So it's it's a part of his story that cropped up kind of naturally, kind of, um, and and they've done it to keep him busy so that he doesn't catch on. And I'm guessing... They figure he's more valuable than Ben. Well, yeah, that's true. Because they didn't take Ben and, and move him, um, try to give him something else. Like, well, Barbie no. was a little more, had more of an option to, uh, you know, since he since Eva was a part of this. Yeah, he could be manipulated that way. Ben, we never saw, in terms of family, we never saw much around Ben, did we? No, we didn't. I mean, and they didn't just give him a souped up 
skateboard or, you know, hmm. they just killed them. Boom. Makes me hurt. And we get Nori and Hunter. They're trying, they're getting together here. You know, we've moved, we've pushed away the two, uh, Joe and Nori that we've loved so much together. But now she's kind of going off with Hunter, uh, drinking hard lemonade. <laughs> Why do they call it hard lemonade? <laughs> Duh. Uh, I don't know. Be quiet, girl. <laughs> yeah. um, if you don't know why they call it hard lemonade, don't drink it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. Right. Don't. And and her her point about when she's talking to uh, to Hunter, she mentioned that she was always mad and didn't fit in, and that was precisely why she was in Chester's Mill. Yeah. She was always mad, getting in trouble, didn't fit in, and was going to you know the camp for girls or whatever you know the, the boot camp or you know that sort of thing. Right, because she had gotten in trouble, and yeah, and now she now she fits in. Mm-hmm. And Hunter was a loner, and now he's you know I think when he said he's a part of something, I'm 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 not thinking I'm thinking more of the whole dome thing. You know, we helped figure it out and all that stuff. You know, so they're again they're you know the the dreams letting them live their dreams, kind of you know moving on exactly. And then um, uh, and then Joe visiting Sam, you know, again he's trying to. Uh, Sam is trying to earn Joe's forgiveness, and Joe's not ready to do that. So, um, I think then at that point, when Sam's attacked, it looked like I, I think you know we we cut back to Melanie, like she's you know put doing something and you know using the force and a whole bit. Right there, she's trying to get sympathy for Sam from Joe. Right, and maybe. With that, he'll forgive Sam. Right. You know, you are you're 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 in a tough position here, and oh, I'm sorry, and I'm feeling sorry for you. And I think maybe we're almost there. You know, Joe's kind of looking at him like uh, maybe. And you, I'm still not quite sure what her motivation is for that, but yeah, yeah, that's still kind of because she wasn't there earlier in the episode. There, there was some sort of change there. Hmm. So. We'll find out. And this is the point where we see Junior ready to burn down the house and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, breaking all ties. And so, so, and this is at this point. This is where we kind of, you know, the record stops. Uh, yep, exactly. So we will pause here, and we'll move to the B story. Yep. And this, oh man! Now this, this was classic. Under the dome. Right. Whereas Ben's saying, everybody's nice to me. Back in Chester's Mill, no. Nobody is. Nope. It was big gym town. This is my house. And and he mentioned, oh, I mean, big gym does bring up, and I, I was thinking the same thing uh, when it was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he brings up a, a Twilight Zone episode, and he talks about, um, you know, the guy who played the penguin was in it. Yeah. And and for those of us who remember the 1960s Batman, uh, really campy TV series, and loved every minute of it when I was waiting, when I was watching it. Yeah, Burgess, Burgess Meredith played the Penguin in that, and and Time there was enough a. At last. <laughs> it's the title of that episode. Oh, what's it called? Time enough at last. Time enough at last. He likes to read, but he can't get any time, and finally he does because the world has just stopped or something. Is that what it is? No, he's the last person left alive. Oh, okay, all righty. And he doesn't have any other responsibilities. And so he can read all he wants. So he can read all the books he wants, and then he breaks his glasses. 
Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that's a classic, you know, Twilight Zone. Although now it wouldn't matter because you could just go to any drugstore. Yeah, get the readers, yes. Right. Dollar store, here you go. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) Or you could get audiobooks or whatever. (laughs) So it really wouldn't be that big of a deal, would it? (laughs) But Big Jim just seems really nuts now. I mean, he's... I mean, he's upset because his son shot him, I'm sure. And, you know, I didn't, but I probably should have watched the season finale from uh, last season. I did. Did you? Remember, his wife just died. His wife was just killed. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And his son betrayed him. And he was left behind. And he was already, he already had this God complex and he'd already killed all these people. He's already on his last nerve. Yeah, he's already lost it. So he's there. He he has the whole town in his grasp, which is now maybe a handful of people. Because they're not the only people, I'm guessing. Um, but the, he it's his town. And we talked about last season. He's all about the God complex. Mm-hmm. And... This was, it, it was all over him in this episode. If I want to repopulate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, he was all about reforming Chester's Mill in his own image. So, yeah, of course, he's going to go maniacal and start cackling and, and rubbing his hands together and, you know, well, I was marking to, his territory. One, that, that's, one of these things was like, he tie, once he finds out that Junior and Julia are, are trying to get some supplies for what? You know, tell me what you, he ties them up and a little monologuing and he cuts them loose. I was like, well, huh? well, at first he's thinking, maybe it's better if I keep them still, but then he realizes, it doesn't matter. I'm in charge. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Right. Who cares? Well, after I he... I think he just feels like he's in charge. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. Right. There are no ro- rules but what I say. Right. I'm in charge. I have, you know, they haven't gotten me yet. They're not going to get me now. Hmm. Really. I honestly think that's part of his motivation is who cares? I'm, I'll let them go. They're not going to get me. Yeah. So... Well, he finally does cut them loose, and he gives Junior a parting shot. Yeah. Thank nice. You. I see what you did there. Thank you. Ouchie. And yeah. they get that ladder to go across the chasm, which is pretty darn deep. Yeah, very. And, um, but, uh, you know, then again, we've got, we've got the butterflies. Now, we got it. Now, it was interesting. I don't know if you heard it, but as soon as they showed the monarch, the, the one butterfly, not the the huge you know conglomeration the flock what is that what is a group of butterflies called i don't remember we looked it up once a big bunch of butterflies anyway so the one shows up and there's a little there's a little musical motif and um it sounded to me exactly like the hunger games thing where they they play it's when uh, in the very first movie and a little girl whistles to the mocking jays and when you hear that that's that means i'm okay or that sort of thing and i i can't i i, I can't my wife thought it was the thing from Close Encounters. Da, 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 da. I said, no, 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 that's, that's, that's Close trill. Encounters. What's the one from Hunger Games? And now I, it's all I can think of is the... Is the um, yeah, the one, <laughs> the one from uh, Close Encounters. I know. Um, um, <laughs> anyway. Put it in my head. But it was, it was exactly that. And okay, by the way, yeah. a group of butterflies is called a kaleidoscope. 
Or really? Swarm, or a rabble or a flutter. Oh, well, we got a couple of options there, huh? I like the kaleidoscope. Yeah, me too. Kaleidoscope, swarm, rabble, or flutter. Swarm is, is bees. Forget that. Well, no, they, those are all technical terms for it, just so you know. Oh, okay. But flutter is cute, too. A flutter of butterflies. But kaleidoscope is apparently the the uh, preferred term in the oh. animal kingdom for butterflies. Very nice. So, but then There we, you go. We get, You've learned something new. Yes. A little education here in the Chester's Mill Gazette. <laughs> and then this, this, these butterflies swarm Julia while she's trying to cross. They do, don't do it for Junior, but they do it for her. And we still haven't really... I mean, she's the monarch, right? I mean, first season, you know, butterfly landing on her. She's the, the monarch will um, be crowned. Mm-hmm. Okay. We still don't know what the heck that means. Um, what is the monarch? You know, what good is being the monarch? You know, she was supposed to protect the egg. Okay. And she dropped it in the water and that was, I guess, the end of her reign. I don't know. But they do swarm her. And that's, that's, you know, I think significant because she was quote unquote the monarch and Junior wasn't, but they almost kill her. You know, if she falls off that thing, it's not really a, it's not really a soft landing. So I don't know. Right. That's kind of weird. By the way, here we go. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Okay. I don't know if I did that well or not because la, 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 la. but that was the that was the motif right there. I'm thinking, yeah. boy, I hope they paid uh, good money for that uh, <laughs> for stealing yeah. that. Well, okay, that's short enough that they wouldn't have to pay a royalty. Ah, uh, four notes. Yeah, not enough. It has to be, I think, less than thirty seconds or something. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly. There are no mocking jays and nobody's got a bow and arrow. So I don't know. That's right. It's only four notes. <laughs> Anyone can pick four notes. But yeah, it was very similar to that. So. And so, I did look that up. That was not me. No, okay. <laughs> remembering it. Very good, very good. Okay. We, yes. we, we work on the fly here at uh, That's right. Mill Gazette. That's right. I'm the research assistant tonight. <laughs> and then, well, I, I'm sorry. I, the, the butterflies didn't swarm Junior when he was going across, but they did swarm him later. Right. Um. Slightly later. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the whole butterfly thing is. At one point near the end, I'm going to jump ahead here, when Junior is, you know, is out, and, you know, before he gets put in a pod, a butterfly leads Melanie to his, I think it was right after she killed Ben, leads her to um, Junior's body. And right. It's like, and that's when she knows that she has to put, put him in there, you know, it's like... Right. So, so these butterflies are working with um, Melanie. Maybe they're the feelers. Hmm, could be. They they covered up. Um, was it Angie's body in the mm -hmm. school? Yeah, for a little bit. Uh, you know, of course, there's the you know the, mon uh, the there was the monarch inside the mini dome. Right there. I mean, there's just. I'm and still of course, not sure. There's that transformation. Yes. Aspect of butterflies. So, and what do we have these people sitting in? Cocoons. Cocoons. Thank you. That's right. So, yeah, that, there's, 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 we, there's still. A, I'm, I'm sure we'll get. Um, I'm really hoping we'll get an answer to what those uh, butterflies so, are. It, you know, there's so many hybrids of of uh, other movie threads going through here. I'm getting like an Aliens versus Matrix versus Lost versus, you know, all of these. Hunger Games, if you want to just oh, go with yeah, the musical exactly, motifs. Exactly. 
So, you know, every time I pick up on one of these things and I'm like, oh, they're an alien race that's based on bugs. Ooh. You know, maybe that's how they use it. And so they picked up on uh, moths and butterflies because that's how they reproduce and that's how they transform. So that's how they uh, translate everything into when they manipulate us. Ah. So who how, knows? How about these people who have been showing up who were dead? What does that have to do with any of that? I wonder. I don't know. That still has to be answered, too. Yeah. But again, they can manipulate mind things, so that could just be a mind. Well, that could be, as yes, that's true. They, can, they, 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 they seem to know how to deal with uh, what's in your brain. And, you, and so one person will see the dead person and somebody else won't. Yeah, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Or even just a person who's not dead. Like, um, Melanie seems to be corp- corporeal, at least, mm-hmm. in, in the real world. But maybe she's not Melanie. Right. They certainly and, got a lot of her memories right. Right, right. And they were seeing her in the not real Chester's Mill. So they're not seeing a dead person per no, se. No, 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 no. In the in the not real Chester's Mill, she was she was dead in that uh, in the dream. Yeah, dead in their dream, but she's also corporeal in the real reality. In the real in so reality, yes. They can just project things. It might just not be dead people only, it might be anything. They can project anything. Interesting, right? interesting. Yeah. Uh, you see so, what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's not just dead people. It's like Yemen. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> like a college. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like a sorority pin. So, I mean, I don't know. Because there's obviously not a sorority pin under the dome. True. So they must but, have seen, yeah. How do, how do they How do they know what Yemen How do they like? replicate it? How do they, yeah. So hmm. that's, yeah, exactly. Well, Big Jim continues to go nuts. His <laughs> descent into nuttiness. He's shooting up pictures of his family. It's a nuttiness. He's yes. There you go. He's got you know barbed wire around his stash in the woods. I was like, this is mine. Don't touch it. Yeah. Like two yeah. Two strings of barbed wire are going to keep that safe. Let me tell you right now. He's yeah. crazy in this, isn't he? Well, and we do see a little bit of his backstory. Not that we. I think we. Alluded to it before, but you know, some home videos of him telling Junior, "Jump out of the tree, or I'm walking away." You know, right? I mean, when he's trying to make Junior a real man. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. I know, right? Yeah, that would, yeah. With dads like that, who needs Yemenis? No, sorry. Who needs anything? <laughs> but uh, oh, oh man, that hurt. <laughs> That was that was delayed, I think. Oh, that hurt Thank it was because I realized that meant enemies. Been waiting <laughs> to use that for a long time. I actually like that. Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, yeah, yeah Jim you is guys, just... you guys seriously, you listeners, you need to appreciate that joke for what it was. Yemenis <laughs> enemies. Okay, really. Appreciate that joke. We see is it good good writing means you don't have to you don't have to give it to them. No, but seriously. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, um, oh my goodness, where were we? I don't know. That I don't was know. Great though, with dads like that. <laughs> he was trying to make his dad and his son into like a real man. A real man. That's, That's right. Jump out of the tree. You know. Jump. Eat a cactus. Whatever. Jump. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, that was scary. Weird. Big Jim was uh, okay. I have to say right now, and this is going to come out also in a viewer, a listener. Um, 
comment, but Dean Norris is really, he really throws himself into this role. I, I don't think I've ever seen him take a role that he doesn't just throw himself into. And when he's sitting in front of the TV with his rifle and he's talking to Junior, I mean, it was intense. Don't you think it was pretty intense? Yeah, I, I think he was really, uh, well, I mean, he had to. Like you said, he's, he's, um, he's gone nuts. He is the, the he is Chester's mill. He the man. Yes. So he had to um, really jump onto that. It's wow. his town. And he tells the dog. He's yeah. talking to the dog. That poor dog. This is my town. I mean, <laughs> he literally says to the dog, this is my town. I think the dog uh, is, is the same. Um, the use of the dog is kind of the same as Wilson was in uh, Tom Hanks, the Tom Hanks movie, Cast <laughs> yes. Away. Somebody to talk to. We needed somebody for him to talk to. Right. And I had to go back and see if he was the same dog from the first season. He is not. By the way, that dog had a name. His oh. name was Truman from the first season. Oh, okay. Um, and he is not the same dog. That dog was spotted, and he was like a little beagle sort of dog. This dog is definitely not that sort of dog. Gotcha. So, okay. This, is, uh, this could very well be uh, another hallucina hallucination. Oh, I hadn't thought um, about that because because it seemed like the dog was trying to tell him something by sitting on the uh the, that one stone that they had made mm -hmm. for Junior and Daddy and that sort of thing. I thought right. So I'm wondering if this is not some sort of allegory in his head or something. You know, like he's having a Captain Queeg moment or something. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Strawberries? Where are my strawberries? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Again, I'm showing my age. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the fact that I read. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I feel like maybe, you know, no one else has seen this dog, right? Uh, well, this only showed up around him. Yeah. Well, no, um, when he was around his stash, the, I thought the dog was there. And when then Julia saw him with the stash, I thought the dog was there, too. But did Julia acknowledge the dog? Uh, no, but uh, doesn't necessarily mean she didn't okay. see. But I, they, well, I see what you say. It could, it could have been that. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely something having to do with the dog. They wouldn't just throw the dog in and have him talk to the dog and have, you know, it's either that they're trying to show that he's marking his territory, which would be a small thing, and that's done, mm -hmm. or there's something slightly bigger. And I'm excited if it's something bigger, because that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they're making the dog into some sort of, you know, thing that's going to, like, turn into something starts talking to jim you know jim you're not doing the right thing here <laughs> well no it's something that like jim goes nuts and and the dog makes him crazy or something <laughs> it would be weird and i was just like if you hurt that dog i swear to you big jim i will kill you <laughs> you know i don't care how many people he shoots on the show but if he hurts that dog that's it i'm done <laughs> i'm coming after him well, this this we have a nice little section here, and this is one of the reasons I gave it my nine point five. We 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 do get a lot of answers about what's going on as far as the egg goes. You know, we Mel realizes uh, uh, well, well she's known they don't have the egg, but she sees Julia and thinks Julia can get uh, can get the egg. Julia knows how to you know well just right on the dome, and somebody will, somebody will see it. They got you know surveillance on this thing twenty four seven, and so we start we start that ball rolling. That egg rolling, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. It doesn't roll very well. No, not really. When you know, it's not a weeble. <laughs> when, 
Well, they wobble, but they don't fall down. That's nice. Right. Exactly. It's an egg, and it does fall down, and it doesn't roll, and it's it's very awkward. When Don Barbara is talking to, and I'm guessing this is an Acteon big muggity muck, uh, the new character that Eric LaSalle is playing. Or or someone that he's working with. Or... Yeah, somebody he's helping. It's somebody who, I mean, we get a little backstory very quickly, and I think I missed some of it. Maybe you can fill in some of the blanks about where this egg came from. There are pieces of it that had fallen as meteorites, but this is the only one that came down that was complete. Is that correct? Yeah. He says something about the fact that these eggs or pieces of meteor or whatever have come down all over the world. That two of them were intact, one of them in Alaska and one of them in Chester's Mill. Oh, okay. But the only one that ever activated was the one in Chester's Mill. Okay, alrighty. And that's, so, so that's they don't, what I take from that. They don't really understand it. Right. And they're trying to figure out what's going on with it. That they had the one from Alaska as well, but it didn't do anything. Alrighty, okay, okay, okay. And then everything else was just inactive, inert. So, Don Barber takes the takes the red door path. Now, as I understood it, and we didn't see any follow up on this, he took he took the red door. But I believe uh, whoever the big muckety muck was was going to send soldiers or something behind him without mm-hmm. him knowing that. Yes. All right. So That's that hasn't we haven't paid that, that one off yet. yet. Yeah. Right. All righty. Yeah. He he definitely has plans that Don was not in on. And the boss has, you know, really uh, pretty detailed surveillance pictures, mm-hmm. whether that's from, you know, high-intensity cameras or somebody on the inside. Um, right. So, uh, so, so they really, they really have been monitoring the people uh, inside there. And so he brings the egg unknowingly to, you know, this uh, nutty alien lake chick, right? Right. <laughs> And I love how Don is just brushing off Dale at this ah, point. You know, okay. he says he has a talk with Eric LaSalle's character. And Eric LaSalle's character says to him, you know, I know you care about your daughter. You know, your son's yeah. under there, too. And he's like, I don't care about him. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really and he have says, a- but I got to go and take the egg back to Melanie. And he's really, really hyper about it. Okay, well, if you think this is going to pay off, uh, yeah, I was going to say that that seemed back. like that seemed like a bit of a a hand wave. It, as, it was, as much as they tried, as much as they tried to get a hold of that egg, right? And she must but be to bring think, back. Ooh, okay, I think what's happening is that the the muckety muck dude is is trying to get him to do something in order to send other people in there as to well to find out how to get in. Yeah, right. Because maybe he's tried to send people in and he hasn't been able to. And I think maybe Melanie or the entity or whatever isn't allowing people in if they don't have the egg oh, or okay. something. Mm. Well, I'm guessing we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. There's something going on where, you know, it hasn't happened yet. So, well, and Melanie had to get that whatever the pretense was out of the way in order to con- contact them to say, send the egg. Because they hadn't been able to do that communication. And it worked? Yeah, it sure did. It sure did. So she takes out Dad. Poor dear old Dad. Now the question is, was was it really, you know, we were asking before, is this really Melanie or is it just a bunch of... uh, It's not. It's not anymore, yeah. 
Poor so, Nathan. He dies everywhere. <laughs> no flashbacks for him, I'm guessing. No, not, not at this point. No, he wasn't flashback worthy. No. So Mel brings the egg to the cave. Meanwhile, Julie and Big Jim find poor dear old dad on the ground, and they both... Uh, well, I guess maybe just she goes off, but he's following her. Julia goes off to try to find uh, what's going on, and clearly Jim didn't kill her, so you know something is uh, something's rotten in the state of Denmark. Yeah. Well, Big Jim always wants to know what's happening, and if it means you know doing something weird, then he'll do something weird. That's, that's <laughs> right? what he likes to do. Yes. Right. And Mel brings the egg back, and it's Christine in the mother cocoon. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And. Um, Julia lands in the cave. She kind of crashes, and I was kind of surprised because um, I thought they had pretty much gotten a little, you know, uh, roll-out ladder, metal ladder or something like that. No big deal, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but she's I'll not... Whatever she, is going on there. It puts her in a bad mood. Yes. And the next monarch butterfly to come by, you know, doesn't make and it. this is where I wrote in the notes, Julia smash! <laughs> <laughs> like Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't happy there. No. Um, and there was a bit of a tussle between Julia and Big Jim also over uh, Dale Barbara because, you know, this is before Julia realizes about Mel because, you know, they they both think that the other one killed Dale's dad. When when they find him dead, I'm well, sure. I don't. I don't think. Ju- I don't think Big Jim thinks Julie did it. I just. Well, he, think, but he, he just, doesn't know who. He doesn't know who. That, he just wanted to me. I'm guessing he thinks it's her, though, right? I mean, well, or that he's. Just I think. Not. He, well, he pointed the finger at Mel, but she, but right. but Julie okay. won't have any of it. But then starts to realize, you know, he's right. Yeah. He wouldn't be sitting here telling me. That's what right. He, he wouldn't be bringing bringing me over here. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Acting like this, he he's never really denied killing anyone before. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, you, he's you can right trust me. Him. I didn't kill this one. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if there's one thing to be said about Big Jim, he he's okay with killing. Um, so yeah, you know everything is kind of falling into peace for Julia, and I think this is almost dovetailing with when it's falling into peace with Barbie too. Like uh, if I'm going. By the timeline that's um, <laughs> on the two paths, yeah. Julia and, and Barbie are both kind of putting the pieces together simultaneously. Yes, yes, yes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, she's starting to put the pieces together about Melanie, and Dale in his fantasy land is putting the pieces together about whatever's happening in his fantasy head. And and they're doing it on two sides of this fence. At the, at, same, at the same time, time yeah. That, that, right. That's that. Yeah. You know, and and they kind of showed that with the jumping back and forth here. We're kind of right. You know, going. We're sticking with one uh, storyline right. and the other. But yeah. And yeah. that makes me wonder if that if they're trying to imply that they have a strong connection, connection. and that's part of why that's happening. Yeah. That could certainly con- uh, insinuate that. Yeah. yeah. Might be. Well, Julie finally meets up with Mel. Mel's putting the egg on the, the main cocoon. And Julie... then we get the dun, dun, dun. That's right. Oh, my goodness. It's Christine. Oh, my goodness. She's the, the mother thing, whatever. And uh, so there's a big uh, a tussle ensues. And Big Jim, as much as we may not like him, 
saves the day. Mm-hmm. Or does he? We'll see. You know, maybe there was something <laughs> That's going right. on. That's right. <laughs> and he busts the egg. I mean, there's there goes the last egg. We've we've spent two seasons with the trying to protect the egg, and now it's smashed. Yep. Yep. Cave goes dark, people wake up, oh my goodness. And then it's, you know, we see Christine come out of the cocoon, but then we see Eva, and that was a, a bit of a revelation Look. there. Yeah, where has she been? Now, she's going to come out, and she's just going to be some weird townsperson that we've never seen, right? No, no, that's Eva. That was big. Uh, yeah, that was... I know, but I'm going to. I'm saying oh, that. Oh, who is she really? Just, right. Yes. She's not this person from Yemen, obviously, right? Well, maybe she is working with Christine. Maybe she, too, is a, I don't know. Oh, odd person. A, a psychologist, uh, she whatever. She's grown or something. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. She's not going to be the person we think she is. Hmm. Right. Well, I don't know. I think Christine is kind of the was the was the driving force here. Yeah, and but perhaps, Ava. And perhaps Ava was. Um, it's you know possible she's working with the same people. She was just there to help with, you know, it, it, one person can't do it all. So you have somebody else. Uh, and maybe maybe since she was kind of assigned to uh, Barbie, maybe he's a little more important. Yeah, maybe. And he also had that other guy assigned to him as well, because what, that other guy was well, the, buzzing around the, him. The clone, or he? Yeah, the the clone guy. Ah, that's true. So he, he might have had something big to do. Maybe his his storyline drove their ant farm. It would be interesting to see if he shows up somewhere else too. Mm-hmm. He will, I'm guessing. We'll have to we'll have to do like an observer thing every week. Oh. Where does he show up first? <laughs> for those who watch Fringe, thank you. <laughs> so we we get you know the promise for this episode was you're going to find out the purpose of the dome, and for a version of that question, I'd say yes, but we really don't know the purpose. We know that it, it was we don't know the purpose of the dome, frankly. Um, we have a bunch of people who we were trying to get to move on so that, um, something could happen, but we really don't, eh, maybe the dome was supposed to keep everybody together and then funnel them into this. I don't know. Maybe that, that's the, uh, that's the idea. The dome itself is no big deal. It's or the dome is correcting or eh, possibly, you know, getting rid of the people it doesn't need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe all this talk about, well, the dome wants this and the dome wants that. Well, maybe that's not so far off from the truth now. Right. All righty. So the question, uh, I guess, is uh, did it actually fulfill its promise? And uh, that will be in the eye of the beholder, I do believe. I do, too. Okay, we come to a portion of our uh, paper here that we don't like a whole lot, but it is the obituary section. And we had some uh, pretty uh, pretty serious people bite the dust this time. Well, not, you know, as far as uh, we somebody who's been a real part of the second season, Impactful. which would be uh, Don Barbara, but the uh, the real um, the the one that hits you right in the heart is yep. poor old Ben. And and do you have any words to say? Because I know you liked him so very much. I'm really gonna miss him. I'll wear my cap backwards all day tomorrow. <laughs> in in honor of Ben. In honor of Ben. I, I'm not kidding. I am going to miss that kid. He was, I thought he was very charming on the show and uh, a great foil for Joe's character. And uh, just, uh, there was something about him that from the first time he was on the show, I thought, this kid is really going to be cute and, and kind of charming and, and cocky. And, you know, where Joe was like uh, Superman, he was kind of like Batman. 
You know what I mean? Ah. He was down to earth and, and Joe was the Boy Scout. So I just, I kind of thought of him as like, you know, the, the guy I could identify with almost. And Joe was like the super goody goody. Ah, okay. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little more identifiable. Understand. Yeah, he had clay feet. <laughs> so I will miss Ben very much. And, you know, as glad as I was to see him in this, I was like, no, don't put him in just to take him back out. <laughs> but. Well, as is the habit of episode one of each season, people die. That's right. And sometimes, you know, important or, or, or well-known people die, let's put it that way. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then Don Barber bit the dust. And I think uh, his uh, his storyline may get uh, passed off to Eric LaSalle's character. Yes, I think so, too. But uh, we kind of, you know, stepped it up a level. We need, we've, we had him doing the bidding of somebody, but now we're going to concentrate more on the person who is... Bendy Bitter, shall I we think say. his appearance was much more of a waste in this episode. Hmm. Um, it was almost like, oh, hi, I was this big, strong guy last season, but now I'm just going to get led around by my daughter, and I'm going to take this back, and then boom, you're, a, you're up next. Boom. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I'm sad about that because I like the actor very much. Um, he's what? always been great on Person of Interest. Yes, um, yes, yes, as Nathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, on everything he's ever been in, but uh, would have been nice to have a be- would have been nice to have a little better ending for him. You think? Yeah, just a, a little more fitting ending, like you know, maybe going out more of a hero <laughs> <laughs> instead of just this. I love you, my daughter. No crush. Yeah, the and patsy. Crush yeah. Head. yeah, that's it. So okay, and so then those f- were the only two that really died. That right? really that, that 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 we were you know really aware of, and then you have down here as missing persons. Joe's parents. They mentioned his parents quite a lot because apparently they were stuck outside the dome before it came down, but they never appear, ever. And I find that very troubling because Joe talks about them like they are around and he acts like they are not. At least you think you would, we would have seen them in the, in the dream. At the memorial? The, um, at the memorial, yeah. Now here's Because the th- they're oh, memorializing Their Angie. daughter, yes. I think possibly the reason they may not have done that is they may want to bring them in in a more permanent way in the future and didn't want to uh, set in stone the casting. Now, I will say this, and it's been a long time, so feel free to correct me. I will not be upset if you do. But I think in the book, the woman who was in the plane that crashed into the dome was their mother. Oh. I'm not sure. It may have been... Junior's mother. It was one of their mother that was taking flying lessons that morning. I got you. I remember, um, I remember you talking about that uh, way back in the day, and I'm, I'm right, I can't way remember, back. But, uh, it was someone's mother. Hmm. Um, one of the kids. Uh, it was either Joe and and Angie's mother or Junior's mother. Um, but either way, you know, their parents are are pretty integral to their lives, and I find it interesting to. See to see that he mentioned them a lot and then they're just nowhere in the whole two hours they never ever appear not not even a walk by they're not in the memorial nothing so i'd like to see where that goes mm-hmm. okay we may yet see them and maybe as i'm saying maybe um because we didn't see them here uh it's more likely that we may see them later on Yes. Yeah. All right. Or at least that'll be like, hey, where's your parents? 
And, and then that'll and, yeah. be like, uh, well, I don't know. That's something else to keep in my mind. Anybody gets out of the dome again or into it. Ooh. Right. Well, now you had a little something here. We have uh, either some nitpicks. This is their editorial section. And let's turn the page here. We've got, yeah. Hang on, where is it? Ah, there we are. All right. something down in the liner notes there. That's right. Okay. So you had something about um, nitpicks or things that we think are kind of uh, looking ahead to what might happen in the future. Yes, foreshadowing. Yes. I noticed something, and it jumped right out at me. Because I do this other podcast about a show called Orphan Black. And I don't know if you guys have seen Orphan Black. It happens to be about something called clones. I want to be okay. a clone. At the timestamp of 5321 in the show. Well, okay, you want to roll it back. Very precise. Thank you. Uh, Don Barbara, not Don Barbara, sorry. Dale Barbara, Barbie, and Hunter are at the cafe. Hunter's sitting at the table, and Barbie is talking to him. And this is where Junior walks into the cafe. Above the table where Hunter is sitting, in the cafe is a picture of sheep. Five sheep. And this means he's a shepherd. No. Oh, okay. What is the first animal that was cloned? Ah. Dolly the sheep. Why would there be a picture of five identical sheep in a um, cafe? Um, uh, ambiance? Mm-hmm, <laughs> sure. So the thing that that I thought of immediately is they're putting it on in our head that they're doing something with clones. Uh, because, you know, here, all of a sudden, this is one of the first scenes where Junior walks in. He has just been taken, put in a pod, and bloop, put into this reality. And now, here's a picture of sheep, and then there's also Hunter and Dale, who are also in these pods. So, is that foreshadowing? Are they trying to tell us that they're cloning them? They're putting them in these pods in order to clone them? to Very make. Very interesting. So, I just found that interesting. That's all. Why would they put a big picture of sheep and make me look at it? And if they do wind up doing something with cloning, remember, you heard it here first. I said it first. That's okay. right. You read it in the Chester's Mill Gazette. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. All right, you know what? It's time for other people to start saying something, so we're going to get to our feedback section. And I want to start with some of these great Barbie of the Week uh, opportunities. There's the things that people came up with and that we were thinking about using, but these are, these are just fantastic. So many things. Oh, it's great, it's great. Troy Heinrichs from uh, Under the Dome Radio. So I like Troy and Wayne. Both and Wayne, Wayne, yes, stuff. Wayne sent us some stuff as well. He said, "I like Schizo Barbie, complete with nervous look behind, uh, nervous look behind head twitch." Yeah. I guess that's from Yemen. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> well, I, I see. It could also be uh, what he was doing inside Chester's Mill as well. Could be. Yes, he did that too. He yes. had Weeby Barbie comes with real tears and a dead girlfriend, shrubs and branches Julia, extra. I came back for you. Oh no. <laughs> That's my impression. Thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, let me see. From uh, I believe this was from Wayne. It was from the Under the Dome Under the Dome Radio uh, Twitter account. Oh. Said Laser Scope Barbie, able to take down insurgents in a single shot. 
from behind. From behind. Yes, well, yeah. well, you know, you got to be good. You got to be able to get behind them. You know? Sure, you do. Yeah, you got to sneak. He had another one: blue shirt, red button, Barbie, fashion proof in at least one reality. And which reality is the one where his funeral is? Ooh, Ooh wink. He's not dead yet. <laughs> And he had a, a great one here. I like this one. Oh, I love this one, too. The Barbie Wire of the week. Barbie Wire. Thank you. <laughs> Complete with slightly used Chester's Mill rubble to surround for Jim Rennie. <laughs> <laughs> Barbie Wire. And finally, and l- but not least, lastly, but not leastly, Barb came up with a potential Barbie of the week. Hot shower Barbie. Comes with soap and fill in the blank. Yeah, I, I would say that I would a say few times. I would, I would say Eva. There you go. No, no, I filled it in with other things. <laughs> no, okay, alrighty. You <laughs> fill in your PG blanks. Things. Yes, PG. I guess I, you fill in your blanks. I'll fill in mine. Thank you. Soap and water. Exactly. See, <laughs> and she is at Tangier fourteen. If you want to follow her, she's fantastic. And uh, the. Uh, the Under the Dome Radio Podcast is at UTD Radio Podcast. So there you are. That's right. And we had some. Do you want to read ours that we were? Yeah, yeah. I, I, we had some more here. I had uh, uh, Yemeni Barbie with his own dream cave. Cave. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, uh, yeah. I, go ahead. One other. I had the Stasis Pod Barbie. He comes with. Well, nothing. He's in Stasis. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the ones I was thinking of was. Uh, because he was so mixed up through the whole episode, was brain, Ben, <laughs> I can't say. Brain Blender Barbie comes with a Cuisinart tattoo and a 360 degree swiveling head. What's going on? Right. What? What? Where? What? <laughs> Alrighty, you. Hey, we had some actual letters to the editor. It's amazing. First of all, we had something uh, from Old Man Strovel. That's what he calls himself. And he was talking about our, uh, our roundtable uh, episode prior to this, uh, this episode. So uh, take it away, Karen. All right. Hi, old man Strubble. I enjoyed the podcast roundtable to preview Under the Dome. Looking for my subscription to the CMG to resume next week. And I hope it hit your door right at the right time. That's my editorial comment. <laughs> To piggyback on the favorite, least favorite characters in the show, I think the biggest crime of the show is what they're doing with Dean Norris. Norris's performance in Breaking Bad was the best I've ever seen on episodic TV. I've never seen an actor play a character with such an arc, and I bought every aspect of Hank Schrader's journey. In Under the Dome, they make him chew through the most god-awful dialogue. Whereas Norris connected the dots to make a picture of Hank's journey, the most he can do with Big Jim's journey is a zigzag from extreme to extreme. In fact, sometimes it's not a zigzag, it's just a jump from one random spot to another with no connection in between. And I have to say, I, I wrote in the notes, I can't agree more about Dean Norris, and I meant about um, on Breaking Bad, but I have to say there's something about the enthusiasm with which he jumps into Under the Dome <laughs> that I can't help but like. And I, I agree, it's not the same caliber of material. It's just not. I mean, you cannot compare Under the Dome and Breaking Bad. Um, it would be like comparing The Wire and Gilligan's Island. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's just it's hard to do that. Uh, but he... 
I feel like he just loves this role. If he's got to chew through it, at least he's chewing through it 100%. Yes, he's throwing himself into it. And I think in this episode, he does it. I mean, he he takes what he got and he does it. I mean, when he talks to that dog, I laugh out loud. And I'm thinking, that is Big Jim. This is my town now. <laughs> I mean, it's all about that. I've been saying that to my husband for days now. This is my house now. <laughs> this is my ramen now. Get away. <laughs> you know, there's just something about it that it makes me feel like Dean Norris is having fun on the set. And, yeah, it's, it's, he's not going to win an Emmy. And he knows he's not going to win an Emmy. But so might as well have fun not winning right. an Emmy. <laughs> but he's walking around with that gun and he's going... Yeah, baby, I'm having fun. I'm making a paycheck. Cha-ching! You know? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, on one hand, I agree with you. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know what? Let him have some fun over the summer. He just got out of that heavy role. Um, I I think Dean Norris is amazing. And um, as long as this doesn't tarnish everything he did on Breaking Bad, which I don't think it can... Uh, Breaking Bad was a breakthrough role for him. He's never going to get torn down from that, I don't think. Um, you know, I- I'm good with it. I love watching him on my TV. I- I'll take as much of Dean Norris as I'll- I can get. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, we, yeah, he's, 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 like I said, he's probably just he, 100%. He's doing what he, he's, he's taking what he's been given and yeah. giving it his all. Leaving yeah, everything, the, leaving everything in Chester's mill. Yeah, I can see him, you know, dancing down the street, clicking his heels together <laughs> as he says the lines. Just... <laughs> Somebody took me lucky charms. Okay. <laughs> Doug, Karen, can you hear me? This is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mill Gazette. I was helping with the evacuation, and I went back to look for stragglers. And then I heard Big Jim coming, so I ran, and I think I turned the wrong way. I can't see anything. It is so dark. (sighs) Okay. All right. I can't panic. I'll be back with you as soon as I can. All right. Think. Just look for the red door. Hey guys, Corey here from Local Film and Entertainment Desk. I just wanted to remind you that it's that time of year again. Yes, we're heading out of town for the yearly Invasion of the Body Snatchers convention and all Chester's Mill residents are welcome to join us. Coming up next, we have Barb, who's talking about this week's episode. And she said, extra, extra, this is Barb, your political cartoon lampoonist with news, news, news from Under the Dome. Sorry to be late getting this report in, but I got lost, thank you very much, in the fog for a moment. You're going to have to get that sound effect, I think, for the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, 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 the, uh, the lost, uh, the the theme lost song. intro, theme song, quote-unquote. <laughs> We've been invaded by aliens, one of whom possesses at least some intelligence. Here are some quick warnings before I move on to an underground cave in which to seek shelter. Number one, biting and attacking butterflies are a sure sign that the aliens are near. 
Either that or the zoo has gone from TV to real life before its premiere episode. Uh, the zoo. That sounds, that's a horror flick if you ever saw one. Yes, it is. Uh, number two, if you are the only one of a handful of people left in town, do not go back to the site from which everybody else disappeared. Yeah. Duh. Maybe they got out, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Number three, creepy lake chicks with perpetually wet hair should arouse some suspicion in you. Do not accompany them anywhere. Yeah. yeah. How does her hair stay always wet? It's goop. I know. You know, it's it's almost it's like it's like you know Brill Cream. It's Anybody weird. remember that? Yes, I do. I never used it. Just so you know, before my time. It's gel now. Yeah, gel. There you go. <laughs> Number four. If you've been slimed, and I'm thinking, you know, Ghostbusters here. Ghostbusters, but, definitely. Yeah. If you've been slimed, you're going to be cocooned, and it's too late. You're domed. <laughs> I I mean doomed. Barb. Thank you, Barb. Barb. Good job. I shake my head. Number, <laughs> number five. Finally, whew, finally, if glass explodes all around you and flies toward you, but you have nary a cut, then you are on your way to becoming an alien. Only Big Jim can save you, and that should scare the heck out of you. Indeed. It'd scare more out of you than the heck. <laughs> she says, seriously, lost, the Matrix, falling skies, etc., etc. It was all popcorn, and at least it moved at a rapid pace. But don't give it all away in the opening monologue. Shirtless Barbie, like our lost shirtless guy of the week. Sorry, Barbie. Lost wins hands down. Hands. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Lost wins hands down on the dome on that one. This is Barb signing out and grabbing a good book as I get out of town. As Big Jim said, there's nothing good on television these days. Blam. <laughs> I don't have that sound effect. No, he did a little Elvis thing with the TV. Elvis shot his TV out once. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know He that. wasn't happy with... It was a singer that was on the TV. And he um, yeah. So. Well, you know, if you want to uh, get your letter to the editor and if you want to contribute to the Chester's Mill Gazette, there are a jillion and three ways to do it. Yes. We'll go through just a few. We you, shall. Yeah, you can call us on the telephone. You know, there's an app on your smartphone. It looks like a an old telephone buttons? receiver. Yeah. You know, it's going through the. It's it's Number. it's an it's just one of the apps on your phone. It's called a tel, It's called phone, and you can use it to call 304-837-2278, and you can leave your message there. Or, and this is the preferred way, goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. What can you do there? A jillion things. There's the jillions right here. Mm-hmm. You can type in something mm-hmm. and send it. You can create an audio file on your own and upload it there. And there's a thing called speak pipe. It's a cool new thing all the uh, kids are doing it these days where you can you punch a little button on that web page and it will use your computer's mic right there and you can record it right there. You don't even have to you don't have to have special software. You just kick the button and boom. That's right. Well, you do have to have a microphone. Wait, it's a microphone. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you'd just be talking your screen otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be really it would be a very quiet, you know, feedback. That's right. Now. There is a Facebook page for Golden Spiral Media, and all this stuff is going to be there, and as well as posts about all the other Golden Spiral Media podcasts. But, as we mentioned earlier, good old Karen has set up our Chester's Mill Gazette Facebook page. Yes! Woo-hoo. And if you go there, uh, the same thing. You'll see all you can discuss with uh, other readers of the Chester's Mill Gazette and uh, and just keep up there. Give us your ratings in there. Give us your Barbies of the Week. Give us your general feedbacks. Uh, submit your 
Uh, submit your reports there as well. On the, on the feedback page or on the Just Facebook page. Just talk to us. Yes. Wow. We listen to anybody. Really. That's right. And on Twitter, during the show, if we are on, and most of the time we are, look for C. Mill Gazette GSM. The letter C, Mill Gazette, one Z, two Ts, GSM. And that is us tweeting about potential Barbies of the week and things like that. And we use a hashtag UTD under the dome, UTD Gazette. Correct. All righty. Is that enough things? That's enough to keep you busy. I think so. If you don't have, if you didn't write that all down, if you didn't commit that all to memory, you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. It's there. That's right. That's easy, too. Goldenspiralmedia.com slash dome. Right. Or you can just rewind this. <laughs> yes. Over and over and over That's again. Right. And listen to us. Okay. Now, this is where we talk about what's happening next week. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's the weather forecast, Karen? Well, it's redux. <laughs> Wait, you just read the same thing again? No. Oh. That's the title of next week's episode. Ah, okay. The residents of Chester's Mill tried to move on after their life-changing experience in the tunnels beneath the town on Under the Dome, Thursday, July 2nd. Redux is the name of the episode. Deja vu. Did I say that already? Redux? You might have. Okay, well, Redux is the title of the episode. Wait, wait. What's I'm the title again? Okay. The residents of Chestersville tried to move on with their lives in the aftermath of their mysterious experience in the tunnels beneath the town. Meanwhile, Big Jim suspects new residents, Christine and Eva, are keeping secrets concerning the dome on Under the Dome, Thursday, July 2nd at 10 p.m. Keeping secrets? That's, that's, a, that's an interesting twist. That's right. <laughs> and our guest cast for next week are Bess Roos playing Abby DeWitt and Shane Callahan playing Roger Lopez. Those are the two guest casts listed. I wonder what they're going to be doing. I don't know. And it is written by Alexandra McNally and directed by... Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Olantunde Osunsanami. How did I do there? Uh, I'm going to go with it. Okay. I, I hope I pronounced that right. And and just to let you know, folks, if you leave audio feedback, then we can't mispronounce your name. It's perfect. That's right. I won't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, that it sounds like an interesting episode, uh, at the very least. Now, Redux, you know, what do you think that's going to mean? Well, that means a redo, right? Yeah, maybe Doing they're something over again. Maybe for them, they are coming, realizing they're still in the dome. It's been, they're it's not been that year. That year over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah, that's, that's that could very well be. Well, that, Big Tim, they're obviously merging with the real present because Big Jim is seeing Christine and Ava. Mm-hmm. So they're all merging. So this is not. Going to be, uh, it won't have been a year in real time since these folks have gone into the pods. So we know that. Right. But so. at least they've said something about you. Yeah, well, there you are. And now now it's going to be uh, Barbie going, well, how come you grew then? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's going to be hand waved away. I know. I think it is too. He's He's seen him. He's gotten used to that. So it's not going to, right. I don't know. They're not going to say anything. Nah, we're done. We're done with that. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to all merge and and Christine and Ava are going to be new town members. Now, Big Jim is not going to recognize them. So I guess that means that Ava is not 
an original Chestersville resident. Ah. So yeah. she is a, a construct or Well, I think something? again, I think she's Christine's uh, you know, uh, assistant. Okay. We'll find out, I we'll guess. We'll find out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a rather long episode, but, you know, it was a two-hour show, so there you are. So thanks for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. Hope to have you reading us next week. I'm Doug, and I'm not entirely sure this podcast is real. And I'm Karen, and I'm willing to see how far down the rabbit hole we're going to go. Chester's Mill Gazette is presented by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com.